Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. This is episode number 51, Getting Rid of Expectations. Hey everybody, Emily Sanchez here. How are you? How is everybody? I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope today is full of something to look forward to, adventure, fun, love, whatever it is. I'm so happy to be here with you today with this topic of expectations and how we get rid of them. Let's talk a little bit about what they are. Now, interesting story. The reason for this podcast came out of me having to have a what I thought would be a difficult conversation with my 14-year-old. I knew I had to talk to her. She wasn't finishing her homework. She started to get a bad grade. I noticed that she would put off homework until way late at night, and she was always on her phone and on her Chromebook. They have to have Chromebooks for school, but she wasn't using it for school. (laughs) She was just having a lot of text. So I have a 14-year-old, and then I have four kids under the age of seven. And so their rule is no technology, no screens until homework and practicing is done. So I needed to put that in place for her as well. And for some reason, I just was worried about this conversation. I had the expectation that she would behave a certain way, that she wouldn't like it, that she would put up a fight, whatever, you know, that it might be a difficult conversation. So I put it off and made it bigger. I exacerbated the problem. And then when I talked to her, I I just said, hey, um, we're going to need to... place the same rules with you. I've been noticing this and no screens until homework and practicing is done. And she just looked at me and said, okay. And I said, okay, that's all you're going to say. Okay. Like seriously. And I even told her, I said, Izzy, I thought this was going to be a lot harder. You know, as parents, we think about these conversations and how best to break the news and so to speak. And she's like, oh, well, it's fine. I get it. Okay. And I was like, wow, okay, you're having a great day. (laughs) Sometimes her moods go up and down. But my point is, the interesting thing of it is I had an expectation. Now, usually when we think of expectations, we think of having high expectations for people. Unfortunately, I had a very low expectation of how this conversation was going to go. So I had bent up fear and, you know, worry about having the conversation needless, needlessly looking and projecting into the future of how someone was going to behave. And I was basing my thoughts and opinions and mood on a future conversation, an expectation, a low expectation. So isn't that terrible? I could have been having, you know, great free mind space there and peaceful times, but I chose the other route. So there are two different types of expectations. There's these high expectations. That's when we believe that they're going to respond in this kind of higher type of way, a positive way. They're going to do this or do that. And then there's low expectations. They're going to behave in a lower type of way. They're going to be mad or they're not going to like this or they're going to, you know, pitch a fit, whatever. 
But they're both expectations. So in them, we expect one to respond or act in a certain way. It takes the power right out of us, huh? It puts our thinking and control into their hands. And we gauge these expectations off of past behaviors. And we can do it with their behavior and our behavior. So let me explain. So their behavior, maybe they're habitually late. So we're going to have a, an expectation that they are always going to be late because they've done it this way. Or maybe they are clean freaks. And so we're going to have an expectation Saturday morning when we're gone somewhere that we come back and the house is going to be spotless because maybe they've done that in the past uh, two or three times. And so we just expect that that's how they're going to act. So it's their, you know, behavior. And then there's this other interesting side that we gauge how they're going to act, behave from our behaviors. So we are the clean freak or we are never late. So we expect others not to be late or we're this type of person. We're morning people. We expect other people to get up and have their run in the morning or whatever. Or I do it this way. This is the best way. I would never do it that way. And you should too, or you should not. So do you see this language? These shoulds and I do it this way and you should too. So we're getting into that expectation where that should word is, is kind of centered around that should word. High expectation sets ourselves up to be disappointed. And then the low expectation places fear inside us so that we don't even want to do or have that conversation in the first place. So in this podcast, I'm speaking more toward expectation in relationship. So who do we expect things from? Usually the first people we think of are our spouse, partner, um, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, the second people we can think of is our children. We expect certain things and, you know, we have certain rules and we expect certain behaviors. And we can expect things from employees or an employer relationship. We can expect things in a co-parenting relationship. So I'm really focusing on expectations in relationships this time. But man, if you could get rid of all expectations, like anywhere, wouldn't that be so amazing? Like expecting your fast food restaurant to have your McGriddle when they don't. Okay, that happened to me and then getting totally let down. <laughs> so it does apply to that too. But right now I'm just thinking about relationship. Now what I'm not talking about is like not setting boundaries and trust. These are completely separate issues. I totally believe that you can trust people and you can place trust in them. And uh, same with things with, with boundaries. We have to set boundaries when rules or some sort of contract is being broken. So for example, if in a workforce type of situation, if someone is coming in late habitually five consecutive days and you are trying to come from a place of not having that expectation, the consequences are still there. Like they're still fired. You know, it, it's not like, well, I don't care. You can still work here. You can do anything. You can walk all over me. No, you still have your boundaries. You're fired, but it's just not, your heart's not broken over it. So do you see the difference? It releases your feelings and emotions. 
from other people's behavior. Your emotions are not predicated upon how someone else acts. And it's so freeing. You know, I signed up for the Gary Vaynerchuk text <laughs> service and I get these texts from him. Feels all personal sometimes. And the other day he says, today I want you to have that difficult conversation. Maybe you haven't told someone you love them in a super long time. Call them up. Maybe you need to talk to an employee about things that they need to do better at. Maybe you need to tell your spouse that you're sick of this or that or, or whatever conversation you're putting off. I want you to do it and then check back with me. And I thought, what if we could meet those difficult conversations with a blank slate? What if we could meet any type of seemingly difficult situation? How great would it be just to do your thing in all ways, trusting in yourself and not worrying about anything anyone else says or does, basically. So that complete release from other people's behavior is just truly taking control and just taking your power back. And I think it's so important that we teach our kids this too. You know, in many situations, especially in when a child has two parents that don't live with each other, they have two homes, it's a great learning experience. A lot of parents worry so much about what's going to happen to their child, obviously, especially around divorce time. How are they going to react? How are they going to behave? Or we project they're going to do this, they're going to do that. So many negative, negative, negative. But there's so much they can learn about interpersonal skills, interpersonal skills, communication themselves. And if we can somehow teach them to get rid of their expectations, realize that people love people in different ways and show it in different ways, and that they can just expect things from themselves. They can put all the power back into themselves and not worry about how anyone else is going to act. Could you imagine what that would do for them? I think that would be so awesome to teach our kids this. So before we go into the hows, how do we do this? Let's talk a little bit about the benefits first. There are five benefits towards having no expectations or trying to have less expectations according to a licensed clinical social worker named Robert Tybee. He is a contributing author to Psychology Today and this is what he says. He says number one benefit is you take sole responsibility for your decisions. So you decide to push yourself to make sales figures because it's part of you being a good worker and because you like the challenge, not because you want to hear the compliment from the boss or you clean the kitchen because you want it to look good and you don't want to have to have your wife worry about it. So this sidesteps any of those thoughts that someone else is making me or expecting me to do something. So it's about running your own life. Number two, second benefit, you separate your wants from shoulds. Shoulds are expectations imposed by others or to others. Like they should do it this way. They should do it that way. And then when they don't, you feel sad. And what about yourself? Expectations for yourself. I really should do this. So he suggests turning that into a want. What are your values? What are your core beliefs? What's the foundation for you? So you find out what you truly want. So you skip those shoulds. You skip that expectation. 
Number three is you avoid feeling those bad things, disappointed, angry, etc. So that's it for number three. <laughs> number four, you avoid becoming a martyr. So sometimes when you have pent up frustration and disappointment from everybody, it can combine into this ugly mess of resentment called martyrdom. That's something we have to be super careful to not engage in because what can happen with that? Well, all that energy can build and build to where you massively like act out or it could turn into depression or it can turn into any number of things. So we want to be very, very careful that we're not running around with everyone else and how they've disappointed us in our past. That's that victim mentality, right? So we've got to be careful of that and get that out of our heads. We can really avoid unnecessary exhaustion and bitterness. Number five, you get to live in the present when you get rid of expectations. So those decisions, the choices of life come one by one in the moment. So expectations, they keep forever pushing you to look ahead, to mentally trap you into the future. No, let's keep it simple. What do you want right now? And what's going to happen next? See what happens next. Be excited about it. You know, it's fun when you have no expectations and things turn out so great. <laughs> and when they don't turn out so great, you're not so disappointed, right? Okay, so here comes the steps of how. How do we do this? Because it has to be a practice. How do we have zero expectations? It seems so difficult. One thing, number one, is to practice empathy. And this is something I get from my boy, Gary Vaynerchuk. He truly seems, you guys, to have no expectations. And he says he's really misunderstood on this. But he can do it because he has enormous empathy. So I would place unconditional love together with this step. That when we have love for others, we do things because we love them. We do things because we love who they are and we love ourselves and we just want to do it, expecting nothing in return. And when they seem to disappoint us, so think of the person that you are mostly <laughs> finding that you expect things from, okay? This is where our practice comes in. If and when, we have to be very aware of our thoughts. So when we feel let down, think about it. What happened now? practice empathy. Inject that love. What's going on in their lives that they didn't follow through? Why? Are they super, super busy? Are they, you know, are they not noticing because they're looking at something else? What is it? Have true, true empathy. And when we do that, we can put ourselves in other people's shoes. Place yourself in their shoes and think about, hey, how can I help them? What can I do? You know, and this is super hard, I know, for people that maybe are in those co-parenting type relationships. But when you can really have empathy, your brain can reverse engineer, okay? You have to think, retrace their steps of why maybe and try to understand. And the more and more you do this, 
the brain will actually default there. Any time that something hasn't gone the way maybe you had planned, you can default to empathy, but the brain has got to practice it. It has to practice asking those questions. What's going on at home? What's going, why aren't they okay? What's going on outside of home? What happened that made them let me down? What happened that made them not deliver or not call or not react or not come through or not support? Whatever it is, there's no reason for you to get upset over something you cannot control. So that's what we got to do. Number one, have empathy. Number two comes from my other boy. You know who he is, Tony Robbins. His famous line is, trade your expectations for appreciation. All right, folks, what are we focusing on? There's so many things we can focus on in one instant. The blood pulsing through our ears. You know, there's so many things. The air conditioning sound, the feel of the carpet on our feet. That's me right now. (laughs) Or when someone isn't meeting your expectation, what can you focus on that you appreciate? What type of person are they? What have they done in the past? What have they done in another situation? How can you focus differently so that you can see all of the things that they do do instead of all the things they don't? And in trying to make it simple, I'm going to leave you with one other tip. Number three, fulfill your own needs. Don't look for someone else to fulfill your needs. You know, the first thing in couples therapy, you turn to each other. How is this person not meeting your needs? And how is this person not meeting your needs? And explain your needs to them. Now, I totally believe in over-communicating, all right, especially employee-type relationships, co-parenting-type relationships. Over-communicate what you need. I almost said what you expect from them, but what you, you would like to see, okay? But be careful. We can't expect them to follow through. But the more clear-cut you are, the better working type of relationship you have. But we can't expect someone else to fulfill our needs, okay? It can be a strength that you have, that you don't need anything from anybody. If you have a need for significance and you are finding that you feel ignored or you want a compliment, you're doing something so somebody will say something, your brain is amazing and it can come up with other ways. Please find other ways to meet that need. Or say you do something awesome, congratulate yourself Have confidence in yourself to be like, I am a good mother. I don't need someone else to tell me. I am a good employee. I did awesome at that. You know, that independent side, that uh, benefit of having no expectations is you feel that sense of independence. So, you know, maybe you're a person where you can say, hey, I can get along with making $25,000 a year. So I'm just going to go for it with this business plan, launching a business, and it doesn't matter what anybody says. If you can get to where you don't think about needing anyone else, if you can do things for you, if you can fulfill your own need, recognizing that you're just fine (laughs) being you, that's the ultimate happiness. That's the ultimate understanding. It's also about not giving a crap what other people think of you. So expectation is the enemy. It places the control in other people's hands. 
that's the opposite of what we want to do. I hope today you learned something. I hope that you can practice these three things. Again, it's empathy. Number two was trading that expectation for appreciation. And number three is meeting your own needs. When you can truly do these things and and become self-aware, that's when change can happen. All right, everybody. If you want to take this to the next level, please email me. I do private coaching. I really hope these podcasts benefit you, but the private coaching is where you can totally level up and find more clarity and achieve some goals. (laughs) We can knock it out together. My email is coachemilysanchez at gmail.com. Okay, I hope everybody has an awesome day. Make it what you want. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at coachemilysanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.